Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the only place on YouTube, the internet, or the universe where you get Steelers 24-7. Anytime something's going on, you know BTSC Radio on YouTube is going to have you covered. And Tony and I welcome you to Steeler Q&A. It's the show that, formerly known as The Hangover, that uh, helps you get through the weekend. We are the lucky ones because today... We get to go on right after the CBA was signed yesterday, and they were able to start making moves today, and they have made a ton of moves, and our question is, what's next? As always, Tony and I would like to uh, welcome you to be a part of the show. You're so important to the process. We love having you here. Remember, if you do have questions on Q&A, wait, wait till about 20 minutes to go ahead and put those on the live chat. Then we'll let you know, and we're going to open it up to questions, and we're going to hear everything that you have to say. If you want to support the show, it's as easy as just uh, listening, telling a friend, hitting like, subscribing on YouTube. And if you do want to throw in a, a live chat, a uh, super chat, and throw in um, some of your hard-earned money to help out with the show. You're allowed to do that. We'll put you up to the queue, as always. Um, but with that being said, we have a special guest coming on in a little bit. No, it is not a Pittsburgh Steeler. If you saw me uh, you know, trying to solicit a Pittsburgh Steeler on, uh, <laughs> on Twitter today, that is not true. That's not who's going to be on. It's going to be somebody from BTSC that you know and love. But... Uh, with that, Tony, how are you, my friend? Hey, Brian. Happy Monday. Hope your weekend was great. And uh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I'm I tell you what, we're the, ones, we're the ones that get to go on after all of this happened. And uh, there's so much to happen. There's so much still that's going to happen. So we're glad to hear from you. First and foremost, before we get into everything else, hope everybody is finding a way to say, stay safe. In all of this confusion and this uh, this crazy landscape here in Maryland, everything is uh, about to be shut down at 5 p.m. Now it's shut down. That's gyms, restaurants. Now you can still go to a drive-thru. You can get carry-out and stuff like that. I mean, you can still eat out. Um, they can deliver it to you. You just can't go sit down and hang out in a bar in a restaurant. So uh, anybody that... Uh, Anybody that wants to hang out at the bar of Tony and Bad, you very well can. So, um, no, I'm I'm looking up at the uh, I'm looking up at the live chat, which I'm going to try to um, keep my eyes focused this way. But it's not Ian Whetstone. Um, he'll be on the show, not our show, but uh, this show a little later on in the week. Um, probably on the standard is the standard, but the special guest star is even better than that. In fact, let's just throw his face up on the board. Hey, you can't beat having Jeff Hartman in on the show. Deputy editor. He's not De Ryan Switzer. Deputy editor. What? I mean, no, I'm sorry. Editor, I'm, I'm used to having the, uh, this is not deputy Dave. Yeah, it's not deputy Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, uh, everybody's call trying to guess who the special guest star was going to be Jeff. And, uh, <laughs> there and then i just i just got all uh hammered in the head because a lot of people logan d lorenzo is thinking that i'm going he's one of the few people that like my tweet trying to solicit ryan switzer today <laughs> <laughs> so he was hoping it was switzer <laughs> oh job man wants flip on for me that's fine i can leave that's that's not a problem job man we've got beef anyway so 
That's fine. No, I, I, I tell you what, if it flips on the show, he and I will just fight <laughs> the entire time. So you probably won't see Flip and I on the same show. Um, but with that, we're just getting started, Jeff. It We are lucky to be in the position of getting to talk about all these great moves all at once, um, whether they're great or not, but everything happened. And uh, I figured, you know, Tony and I could deliver it well, but having you on the show, just makes it so much better. So we appreciate having you here. Let's start with the very first move of the day, something that a lot of us knew that was going to happen. And we figured this was going to push the dominoes down and help shape everything. It's the franchise tagging of Bud Dupree. Jeff, Tony, what are your thoughts? Let's start with Jeff. I mean, I guess I'll answer your question with a question. Did anything happen today that was unexpected? Yes. I will really? say that. Well, okay, outside of Ramon Foster's retirement. I okay. mean, Tony, do you think, did anything happen that was unexpected? Because to me, it, it was fast and furious. A lot of things happened at once. Wasn't really that surprised, though. Wasn't really that shocked. I'd, I'd We're... say maybe. Go ahead, Tony. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the, uh, the, the re, you know, releasing Mark Barron might have been a bit of a surprise since he played so much for them last year. But I think. Even that wasn't a, a huge shocker. I think everything, whether it was Foster retiring or, or being cut, I think we knew they were going to move on from him, and it was just a matter of uh, of when. Okay, I can see that, but Baron. But I mean, we talked about him a lot on a lot of our shows that he was a potential. His cap hit was so high that if you're going to once, like you said, Brian, once they tagged Dupree, it was the domino effect. You now have to free up what we found out is $15.8 million, not the 16.2 we thought under the old CBA. There's going to have to be a lot of cuts. So, Brian, were you surprised? I was surprised with one move. I just didn't expect them to do the, the Johnny, excuse me, Johnny Holton move. I just didn't really uh, think that was going to happen. And I almost said Hilton because I know uh, Lance was thinking that you <laughs> said on one of our uh, yeah. pre-production show um, tweet, not tweets, uh, but one of our uh, our live chats that we have um, going behind the scenes, I thought that maybe you said Hilton. So it was like a lot of confusion and actually a lot of fun as we chuckled at each other. But uh, I just didn't think Hilton would go. But they they got almost a million dollars out of that. What nine hundred ninety or so? Eight fifty five, I think I saw. Okay, so uh, you know, close to a million dollars. That's uh, that that helps out quite a bit. And you know, they basically don't think that they're going to need him going forward. So that's fine. Uh, the only other guy that I actually thought was going to get cut and they would get some savings from would have been. Jordan Barry, your favorite player, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would what? I, I don't know how much they would save. Is it like two million? It was close to two million. Um, they still might cut it. Two point five. They still might cut him. I know. That's I would. An option. See, Tony's on my board. Yeah. So, he would cut him too. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I wanted him to cut him last year. I don't know why he was able to stick around for the last two training camps. But yeah, if he's if he's making or if he's a $2 million cap hit that I think he's somebody you can very easily move on from, you know, and then send him back to uh, the Melbourne McDonald's where he was, uh, where he was serving up happy meals. I don't know exactly what he did there, but rumor has it that he did shank a few fries. Um, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure. 
<laughs> if that's true, but you know, <laughs> that's kind of what I heard. Uh, <laughs> sorry, really bad jokes. I have to throw them in there. Welcome to the Q and A, Jeff. Uh, sorry about that. I know you're not used to this kind of humor when I when I'm on the other show. Um, but you know, and the other move that I don't know if it's quite official, <clears throat> but Dave uh, Schofield put out there i don't know if this is uh for public consumption but it seems like the rumor out there right now is that vance mcdonald is reworking his deal i don't know if that is completely official or not but that could be another five million in uh being deferred into a bonus into a signing bonus his base salary so i don't know what all you've heard tony have you heard that at all uh, just from you, uh, and a couple people mentioned it in the live chat, but if that is true, then that's, that's one of the great things about the CBA being approved is you get to conduct business like you normally would. And this is something they would normally do is restructure contracts into the future to try to uh, free up space. So Jeff, do you think that this is a move that could have them just clearing, clearing more space to uh, take care of business or to actually bring somebody in? I, and you know, Dave was texting me before I came on the air about, you know, how do we want to handle this article, this, that, and the other, like, they're not done. I think the Steelers are going to make, I'll say two moves in free agency, maybe even three. And they're not going to be day one moves. They're not going to be maybe day, maybe one of them's a day two move. It's going to be your day two, day three type free agency move, but they still have a lot of work to do to do that. You know, you have 15.8 million for the, the franchise tag, which was given to Bud Dupree earlier today. They've already freed up just over 15 million. So they still don't even have that covered. So if they were to get this deal done with uh, Vance McDonald, that would give them the Bud Dupree money. They still got to go out and find some more money to bring in anyone, you know? So with that case, you're looking at restructured contracts. You're looking at maybe getting someone like Cam Hayward a new contract because they still have to free up a significant amount of money. Now, Dave's going to run an article tomorrow about how trying to get Bud Dupree on a long-term contract is vital because if they could do that, they could yeah. save upwards of $10 million this year on the cap because it would take that 15.8 and probably push it down to like five. That's significant. But I, I think there's still going to be players, people. I, I know that fans are wanting those day one, two picks, uh, for, uh, picks, but they're looking for those early franchise free agency moves. Don't expect that, but I think they're going to be players. I still do think they're going to make some moves. Do you think there's a possibility of a tag and trade, or do you think they're married to uh, Bud Dupree at this point? You're asking me? Um, yes. I, I think that tag and trade is very unlikely. As much as we can sit here and wax poetic about how it makes a lot of sense and how it's honestly a, a it would be a good move, I don't think there's a team out there that is that dire in need of a pass rusher especially someone like Bud Dupree who hasn't done it for the long haul that is going to want to not just pay him that 15.8 this year, but try to renegotiate a long-term deal. I don't know, Tony, what do you think? I, I don't think a team's going to be willing to give up a, a first round pick for him for that price tag. So no, I, I think it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a long shot for that to happen. With what Bud Dupree has been saying, fellas, and Tony, I'll start with you. Do you feel that Bud Dupree wants to be here long term? Because it seems like he has, or is that just uh, is that just lip service at this point? Is he trying to get a long term deal done with the Steelers, um, or is this a situation that it could go down the uh, Le'Veon Bell road and 
then uh, and he is not here next year. No, I could see him uh, wanting to work out a deal. I mean, you know, you, you haven't, you know, Le- Le'Veon Bell, I mean, it was pretty obvious from, from early on that he wanted to be the highest paid running back. He wanted to be the, the highest paid running back, and he also wanted to be paid as a receiver. You, you haven't heard that from Dupree. I think uh, last year was his, his, what did he make, $9 million last year? So, you know, if you can get him a deal, and even if it, uh, 11, if it averages $11, 12000000 million a year, I think you know he would be happy with that. So I think you could—he's somebody you could get get signed to a long-term deal. And I think he's he's probably more sincere with his uh, talk than somebody like Abel what it was uh, a couple years ago. Jeff, thoughts? Let's be honest. In today's National Football League, there's no loyalty anymore. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. And like Tony just said, Le'Veon Bell wanted to reset the running back market and prove that his value as both a receiver and a runner were unprecedented. Now, he, he didn't do that. We know this. I don't think Bud Dupree is in that camp. I don't think he's viewing himself as a Vaughn Miller type that's going to require like super uh, a super ridiculous contract. But at the same time, he once paid what he feels he's worth. And so it comes down to the age-old question of, do the Steelers' values and how they view him match up with how he views himself? If those two are equal, they'll get a deal done and he'll stay because it's where the money is. If it's not, and he's going to play one year and he's going to be hitting the, the I don't think they're going to tag him again. So he would be a one year and then he's an, an unrestricted free agent after 2020. But I don't know. I think this is a smart move by the Steelers. If they can somehow, uh, yes, I understand that in terms of the salary cap, it would be a burden. But if, if they don't get a deal done, Let's see what he does in 2020, because if he doesn't perform well, if he kind of reverts back to his years one through four, Bud Dupree, they didn't spend a bunch of money in a long-term deal. But at the same time, it's a, it's a gamble because if he plays extremely well again, let's say he has 12, 13 sacks on top of his 11 and a half from 2019, well, then you're going to have to pay him more money. So that's, that's the predicament that you're in in that situation. Okay. Over under 0.01%. Javon Hargrave stays with the Steelers. Let's start with you, Jeff. Under. A resounding <laughs> under. Tony, there's what no, do you think? There's no money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's got to be negative zero. So, yeah. And this is something we knew and going, going through this whole process that it was going to be one or the other. And we pretty much felt this was going to happen this way but uh you know you have to bring that up so, so that's an, another domino not really that's a domino that's going to fall pretty soon as uh as we wish him best as Javon Hargrave uh does uh send his services to another team we just hope it's not in the AFC North uh yeah I, d- I doubt he goes I doubt he goes to Baltimore with them picking up Calais Campbell Calais Campbell and now it looks like uh the Browns are having no problem spending money. There's, I don't know if the rumor on the live chat is true, but there's a possibility of Jack Conklin. Uh, somebody put on the live chat, but I have not seen any confirmation of that. But they went and picked up a tight end as well today, and Austin Hooper, probably the number one tight end uh, out on the market. I think the Steelers will do well um, by keeping Vance McDonald especially with with Ben Roethlisberger being back. But what do you think the next move is going to be, fellas? I'm thinking that it's time to look and take care of their own. And the next the next move is a couple Fs, Filer and Finney, and figuring out where those guys go. We already had the, uh, the other F figure it out as Foster, 
on lots of F's on the offensive line that usually pay, plays like an A. But as Foster has uh, retired, looks like they were trying to get him uh, shipped to another team. He decided to retire. There, that leads me to believe that there weren't any interest. So does Foster retiring help the situation with Finney and Filer, Jeff? I don't think it, I don't think it plays into it at all because that we all agree that Foster wasn't going to be there anyways, but you speak of filer. That's a whole nother point. We didn't even bring up when we talked about money available, you know, the available cap space. If they're going to tender either Hilton and or filer, they have to have the money for that too. <laughs> you know, if they put like a, a, they put a second, yeah, yeah. They put like a second or third round tender on either one of these yeah. guys. They have to have that allotment when the league year starts this team is in no way shape or form done with their moves i wouldn't be shocked if maybe there's a, another player that's cut but i mean i think filer has to stay i think hilton has to stay but in terms of the offensive line shoot i don't think you're going to see many moves other than filers tender in my opinion Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So if you're looking at those three, it seems like your top priority, Jeff, is Filer. Tony, is Filer your top priority, or are you leaning more towards Finney or Hilton? I think I think my top priority would be would be Hilton, but I think he might be the toughest to 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 get signed to a long term deal because he's he's so valuable to that secondary and he's so valuable as a slot corner. But I mean, if you if you wanted to, if you're just focused on the offensive line, like we talked about last week, uh, if you tender Filer and he could play left guard, and then you have options at right tackle with uh, Shooks and, and, and Zach Banner, so that might be a direction they go in. And, and, and you know, I don't think you could you, you could afford to keep both Filer and Finney. Jeff. Yes. Now, my question to you is: Are they done with the cuts? You mentioned earlier that you don't think that they are. Is who do you think would be next up, or would there be a surprise in there? Well, I think a guy like Jordan Berry, I would view as expendable. I feel like you could get someone that could you know, replace his production. The the big question mark with that is what is he as a holder to to you know the Wizard of Boz, Chris Boswell, and that's hmm. that's something that's very specific to every kicker is the person holding the football. So unless Boswell says, "Look, he's my guy," you can't get rid of him. That could be a surprise, I guess. But as you said earlier, I'm not sure if that would be a surprise. I think the surprises might come with contract stuff. You know, you might see Ben Roethlisberger renegotiate. You might see Stefan Tuit redo his contract. You might see a new contract for Cam Hayward. Um, I don't know. Maybe they get Juju Smith-Schuster a contract. I don't know. But they, they, there's something about this situation that tells me they aren't done because they want to make moves in free agency but they don't have any capital to do so. Like none, literally none. <laughs> and they still have Just to sign a draft on, yeah. class in a couple months. Yeah. They still have it's, to sign a draft class too. They have to make room for that. It's, it's, it's a dire situation right now, to be honest with you. You know, the funny thing about the draft class is they are only paying six men 
instead of what the nine that they had to pay last year, or it could have been eight. Um, but there's been situations where they've been paying. I remember back in Antonio Brown's year when Pouncey was a rookie and Emmanuel Sanders and oh, what a class, by the way. Um, and, you know, don't forget uh, Jason Worlds was in that class. But when those guys were coming in, you know, that was they kept most of those guys. So they're not going to be bringing unless they make a trade. They are not going to be bringing anybody in. Speaking of trades, there were some crazy trades around the league today. And, you know, the Ravens were involved in not a crazy trade, but one that just ticks me off because they got another second round pick by dealing uh, Hayden Hurst. So that's and to a team that definitely needs it in the Atlanta Falcons who lost their tight end today. So that's an interesting deal that makes them stronger. Calais Campbell makes them stronger, but probably uh, the two biggest trades were watching um, an all pro and DeForest Buckner become one of the highest paid defensive players in the league. Now that he's with the Indianapolis Colts getting dealt for a first round draft pick. And of course, Deandre Hopkins. There it is. I was waiting for the biggest flop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're waiting for it. I, I have to build it up there, Jeffy. Um, so <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, probably the, the craziest one. If you are an Arizona Cardinal fan right now, you have Kenyon Drake and you just brought DeAndre Hopkins. You're probably loving life. What if you're a Houston Texan fan, Jeff? Outside of just the, I would be infuriated. But I would also ask a question, and I don't know the answer to this, and I'm not speculating, but if I was a fan, I would wonder, is this guy a cancer in the locker room? Because that trade, it just seemed like they were dumping him. You're talking one of the best wide receivers in the game. And it just seemed like that Bill O'Brien was fine. We just need to get rid of him. That's, that's almost what it felt like to me. It almost felt like yeah, with, Anto with Antonio Brown... Look, we'll take anything. The Raiders, we'll give you a third and a fifth. Okay, sure. Take it. Just, we want him gone. That's what it felt like to me. Because no one in their right mind would make that trade unless, to me, there's some there's an undercurrent there. And I don't know, Tony, if you agree or disagree. Tony? Well, I mean, from everything I've heard about uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's, he's a good citizen. So, I mean, th that would make sense if... if if Westbrook, you know what you heard about of his character, which is supposed to be pretty good. I didn't hear but, it. I, mean, I, didn't, I was just wondering. I didn't. I, didn't, I don't yeah, have any like yeah, insider yeah. knowledge. Oh no, no, I get that because it, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you're taking, uh, you know, how quickly the the running backs depreciate in the NFL now, and, and you're and you're 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 taking that on, and you're giving up probably one of the top four or five receivers in the NFL, maybe the best receiver in the NFL. And how do you think Deshaun Watson feels? Oh. I mean, here's a, a good young quarterback, and and you've taken away one of the best weapons in the game for a, uh, for a running back. So I, I, I just, I, when I saw it, you know, my friends were texting me about it and I just, I, I was shocked. I, I just, that's, it just didn't make any sense to me. And it still doesn't make any sense. Let me say, let me say this. Kyler Murray, even though just in year two is not going to have an excuse of not enough talent. Because as you said, Brian, he's going to have Kenyon Drake. He still has Larry Fitzgerald, Mr. Dependable. And he obviously now has one of the best receivers in football. But a lot of people are speculating, saying, oh, my gosh, now this deal is not finalized to Wednesday. They're saying, how is how is another team, and someone brought up the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, how is another team not seeing this saying, we'll give the Cardinals, we'll, we'll give you, we'll, we'll give the Texans more for this than just what they gave. We'll give you more. 
it, it's crazy. It's it, that's that's why my mind went to there has to be something else. It might not be right. There's no way, in my opinion, O'Brien is he the GM too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, he's putting his head on a platter right now. It's on. If he doesn't win this year, you just signed. You just signed your uh, your pink slip there, buddy. That's all I gotta say. Absolutely. Just uh, when I saw that, I was just like, "Whoa, it is on!" And of course, my texts and tweets blew well, up the, as well. How are you know a bigger question maybe for the Steelers is how how was the uh, how were the Ravens able to get Campbell for a fifth round pick? I mean, that seems like like uh, another team could have swooped in and, and gotten him for a uh, a third or a fourth round pick if they wanted to. The salary dump. They didn't want to pay his salary anymore. And so the, the, Ravens, the Ravens, Ravens picked it up full. Yep. And, and they had they the money it. to do it. So that's, that's the problem with that. Hopefully their, their money will, uh, they'll go away soon. Um, Can let I me ask bring you this all a question. Guys, you all a question. Go ahead and read that. And then I ask you I'm, a question. I'm just going to thank Paul Bollock. Uh, love your videos. He threw 199 in on the live chat. I didn't want to lose that. Paul, we do appreciate you. And thanks for joining us, Jeff. Yeah. I want to say there was uh, someone in the live chat just had a, just had a kid. I, I lost it, but congratulations, man. I was literally like yesterday. Um, they had a little baby girl. So he said Steeler Nation gains another one. So I want to say the last name was Moreno. Okay, I did not see that, or I would have definitely brought that up. Um, if uh, you have just had a child and uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not him, I think it was someone was else you. had a child. But yeah, you know, <laughs> please come forward. <laughs> that's not the question no no seriously this question was an article that ran on this on the site today michael beck who's a volunteer contributor to the website wrote it and i don't know if you all saw it or not there's a lot of rumors about Jameis winston to the steelers yeah, that's and crazy to me. he cited those sources like peter king chris sims of nbc like, these are not like um so and so from some blogspot website in his mom's basement. This is not those type of reports. These are legitimate journalists. <laughs> and so because of that, I, did, is there any way possible? Yeah, Jesse Moreno, there it is. Congratulations. He might not be in the live chat anymore. We wish him congratulations. So Congratulations, yeah. Jesse. Is there any way in your all's mind that you could see it possibly happening that or would you want it to even happen for Jameis Winston to come to Pittsburgh, be the backup, learn for a year, and then maybe be the guy? I just want to get your take. I'm not going to give my opinion. Brian, what do you think? I just think I I don't want to be that guy, but what kind of money? I mean, where are we, where are we coming up with that money? And I'm the one that always says that, but that's just not one of the priorities at this, this point. And if you're going to bring a guy like that in, then it is going to be definite bargain basement at this point. And I don't think Jameis wants to go for bargain basement. It's just, uh, you know, I would bring talent in anytime, I, any way I could. Heck, I want Case Keenum in here. You know, so, I mean, I would take a great backup, a good backup. Yeah, I'm dying for Case Keenum. If that ever happens, you know, I would really love it at number four here in Pittsburgh. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't. Uh, I just don't think it fits what they're doing. Uh, and there's definitely more pressing things that need to be taken care of. So I, I would not think that they would go ahead and do that. If they're going to bring in another quarterback, I think it's going to be like a Matt Moore, a Case Keenum, a guy like that, that is is just a a grizzled veteran and a backup. What you, Tony? Tony? Yeah, I agree. 
I, I agree. I, I don't, you know, I mean, with the, with the, the lack of, of quarterback talent around the league, I, I can't see Winston uh, wanting to go somewhere where, he's, where he knows he's going to be a backup for at least a year, maybe two, and, and, and settling for, for that kind of salary when he could probably go out and get, get uh, what, 15, 20 million at least from, from a team willing, willing to give it to him. You know, I agree with Brian. It, 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 you know, at this point, you're going to want a, a, a guy who is content with being a backup, but I don't think Winston's going to want to sit around for two years. And, and we, we, we have to remember Ben doesn't really like that kind of stuff anyway. You know, he, he doesn't, he didn't, he was kind of threatened by Mason Rudolph. How would, how do you think he'd be threatened by a former number one overall pick? So I, I don't, I don't see it happening at all. And, and again, they have no money. So uh, I don't know where these people are coming up with this stuff, but whatever it, it gave us something to talk about. I don't think that Ben is uh, intimidated or threatened by Mason Rudolph anymore after 2019. <laughs> no. no, 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 but he was, he was two years ago, but he certainly, I think I could see him definitely being threatened by that, by uh, uh, Winston, at least for 2020. Ben yeah. is more intimidated by a Mason jar at this point. I think after last year, <laughs> Jeff, I want to thank you so much for coming in. Do you have anything else to, uh, Go ahead and throw at the group after a very busy day of uh, the new 2020 year that's getting ready to start. Yeah, for me, it's just, you know, as the editor of the website and like the overall leader of our podcast platform, stay with the website and the channel. We are going to have every bit of news and commentary. That's Tony's MO is the commentary side of things. I mean, we're going to have everything for you throughout this week. So as things are going to get crazy and I call it the free agent frenzy for a reason. Today was absolutely nuts on the website. I think we published like 12 or 13 stories, everything from the big ragu's retirement down to some commentary about uh, James Washington and Ben Roethlis. I'm actually going to put that back up on the front. So, um, job man hit the bricks will you good lord across right now but uh, i want to say there's we have 140 plus people in the live chat right now i want to make sure everyone knows check out our show to the rest of the week i know that brian plugs it i just want to plug it again um and then check out behind the steel curtain.com because a lot of people find this podcast that don't know that we are a branch of that website so make sure you check that out guys thanks for having me i appreciate it Hey, thanks so much for being here, Jeff. We really appreciate it. And uh, sorry I demoted you to deputy editor at the beginning, but editor-in-chief, Jeff Hartman, thank you. When you get your next paycheck, you'll understand why it's a little bit less. (laughs) All right. Absolutely. Jeff Jeff Hartman, everybody, fantastic to have him in on the show. That was great. Um, That was great stuff. Love having Jeff, and he... He definitely brings a different perspective than I ever do. So wouldn't have him in here because there's so much stuff going on. Um, to answer his question, one more thing about Jameis Winston. Look, we don't think it's going to happen. I mean, crazier things have ha- have happened. I'd welcome him in here if it fit. Like if this was last year and there was a little more money and there was an oppor- opportunity, yeah, definitely you think about oh. bringing a guy like that in. A perfect world. You'd love to have a, a bring a guy like that in and, and have him sit for a couple of years, kind of like a um, a Jim Plunkett uh, thing where, you know, uh, former over, over number one overall pick, he comes in in his 10th year with a, a great organization and, and, he, and, he, and he helps, uh, the, you know, he, he, you know, he continues winning for you like uh, like he did after Ken Stabler retired so or, or was traded. So, I, in a perfect world, it'd be great, but I mean, it, there's just no way this is a, it's going to happen. It's not a perfect world how, at all. How many of us would have said no to Tannehill last year? A lot yeah. of us probably would. 
I mean, right. come on. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but come on. We probably would have said no to that. Um, you're going to say no to a lot of things, but if you get a chance to get talent, you do. But I, I just, like I said, I just don't think it's going to be, be happening at all. With that, let's go to the live chat because we know we do have 135 people in here. Um, let's hear what you have to say. Tony, do you have any other thoughts on the moves or what moves you feel that's probably going to be next outside of just, anything that we've discussed? I'm just very intrigued uh, to see what they do with Mike Hilton, because I think that is a big domino uh, that could fall and, and, and change everything because he is a, he is a valuable member of that secondary. And, and if they don't have enough money to pay him, if they decide that Cam Sutton is going to be their slot corner for 2020. I mean, that, that's a, that's a big decision for them. And, you know, that's, that's a great comment because lost in the shuffle of everything that we've talked about is the situation with Mike Hilton. A lot of people would be, uh, would be devastated to see him go. I mean, I, uh, I'm a big fan of Hilton. I'm a big fan of Cam Sutton. It just, at this point, it's something you've got to look at is where do you need to put the resources? Um, Kevin Colbert, thank you for being in the live chat here. Um, uh, wow. wants to keep Hilton. So, uh, he's saying yes. Donald Nolan asks this question bad. Who is the backup outside linebacker now that Chicolo has gone? So to me, it's looking like, uh, you've got the two Toledo guys. You've got Olia, Ola Adeni, and you've got Tuzar Skipper that are there. And who knows who comes in next? I mean, there's still something, something's going to happen. So, uh, you never know that. Um, Tate boys, um, a great contributor to our show uh, says Villanueva bye bye. That could be that would be a surprise, but my gosh, lots of money comes off the books if somebody yeah. if they do make a move with uh, Big Al. So you never know there. Um, but I mean, I, I, go ahead, Tony. There's a situation where you could possibly put shoots at left tackle and keep father at right tackle and, and try to find a way to get a deal done with Finney. <laughs> you know, I mean, if that were, if that were to happen, you know, I, gosh, I, I am not big on the Chooks bandwagon. I'm more of a Zach Banner guy and I could really be wrong on that. I just, uh, I think that's a guy that, uh, that I'm really apprehensive to go ahead and, uh, throw out a lot of resources at Chooks right now. Snowman, who's always contributing to the show. Uh, throws in $2. Snowman, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. When will the Steelers draft a wide receiver? I think they're drafting one this year. Um, I actually could see that happening with the second or third pick, um, which is would be their first or second pick this year, but in the second or third round. It's a very deep wide receiver draft. Um, I looked at it the other day. I was looking at some names, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tall receivers, a lot of fast receivers, just in the top twenty. So I I uh, compiled a list of twenty of the top um, wide receivers coming out in the draft, and Pittsburgh could do well with any one of those guys. I could actually see them uh, looking at least in the third round, possibly in the second. Tony, with this Bud Dupree news. Does this make wide receiver or offensive line more valuable now when we're looking at the top pick in the uh, college draft? 
Uh, not necessarily, because I think you could, you could, uh, you know, the fact that they've they've used so many of their resources on receivers in, in recent years, you could probably maybe find one in the fourth round. You said it was a deep class, so they might be able to find one there. You know, uh, with Bud, if they can't get a, a number, uh, a long-term deal done with him, I mean, you know, you might have to think about the future and maybe use that second-round pick on an outside linebacker. So I don't think it it really changes anything. I think they're still gonna gonna go, especially since they're drafting in the second round. I think they're gonna they're gonna really stick to their uh, best player available mantra this year, as opposed to other years where they said that, but they they really drafted for need. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh here because, uh, you know, Isaac, another great contributor to our show, um, wants to say, let's just offer Jalen Samuels up for Hopkins. And he, uh, he threw in the LOL. Um, that's, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if the, uh, uh, I really don't think that that's going to happen. Um, Arizona has his beat already with that. Um, Fortio Music Group, I do like this comment. Bad and Tony, I think our 49th pick should be uh, Claypool. That's Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. He takes care of two positions. He's a very big guy that can play both uh, tight end and can play wide receiver. Um, fighting Irish, that's that's a guy I've been looking at as well. I really like uh, Chase Claypool. Um, Fortio's not the only guy. Snowman agrees. Uh, Tate Boy's also says tight end. So those are the uninspired says uh, Chase Claypool as well. So that's a guy that you should really, uh, really take a look at. And one thing I like to do when these mock drafts come out, I go and look these guys up right away if I'm not familiar with their names. And uh, so if a mock comes out, it's somebody that, uh, that they're looking at. And whoever's doing these mocks for a second round pick almost seem to uh, be more in touch with uh, the need, not just the needs of the team, but with the market out there. So that, that's some, something you should really go ahead, take a look at. And Oh my gosh, it just came across Bleacher report. I am devastated. I am absolutely devastated. Case Keenum is coming to the AFC North, and it's not Pittsburgh, my friends. Case Keenum is now signing a three-year, $18 million deal to be a Cleveland Brown, according to wow. Adam Schefter. Ah, no! That doesn't make no! any sense. Why would he <laughs> no! want to come here? Why would he want to sign as a backup? I mean, obviously, Baker Mayfield is the uh, the future there, and they're going to, they're gonna, uh, you know, continue to try to develop him for the next two or three years. Why would he want to come here when he could probably go so many other places and, and, and start? I, I just don't get that at all. Um, so uh, Nap 1963 said earlier, um, Bad's head is on a platter. If the Steelers get Case Keenum, well, it's not the head's going to be on the platter for something else, but mm. uh, not that. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes, I am crushed. <laughs> North Top says this. Pack it up, boys. Division is done. <laughs> well, I mean, when you when you see that that deal, six, uh, three years for eighteen million, he there was no way he was going to be able to. They were going to be able to sign him anyway at that at that price. I mean, That's it would have to be. It would have to be half of that, half of that kind of uh, a, a deal, half of that lucrative. I would say. 
That's really interesting. Um, Donald Nolan, I'm just going to tell you, I, uh, they've been joking that I've had a crush on uh, Case Keenum for a long time. Uh, I just think, I think that if Case Keenum was here last year, there you go. That they're they're going deep into the playoffs. Well, that's my with, point. With that I, defense, know, I mean, he's the a Steeler. Yeah, that's my point. He, he's starter capable. So you know, why would he want to? I, I don't know. Maybe he's content with being a backup at this point of his career. I I, I don't know. I mean, it's an, it's a good way to make a living. Eighteen million dollars to back up uh, to be a backup quarterback. Wow, so interesting. Um, <laughs> there you go. I I cannot believe it, but um, we're here talking about the Steelers, and uh, I do not know if uh, I, I agree with Jeff. I I don't know if they're going to be signing anybody this week. They probably won't be. I think it's a second wave um, type situation. But we've seen them do well in the second wave. Um, if you look back to 2017, Tyson Alulu was a second wave guy. And I still think that um, somebody mentioned earlier, I think it was Dennis Sheridan mentioned that he could be a guy that you could go ahead and cut and you possibly can, but you pro you need a guy like that to uh, uh, with him being signed to, you know, ease the transition and uh, be in there and play well, like he did for Stefan to with Javon Hargrave going because he, uh, he is inside and outside. So uh I mean, as far as the, the defensive line, he could play on the outside of it. He could play in interior. So there you go. Um, wow. Uh, Dion Murray says 10 million guaranteed. He's shaking his head. I am too. I mean, I wasn't paying that kind of money for him, but uh, Cleveland nice Browns have, have a, the money to do it. Yeah, it must be nice to have a lot of salary cap room. Yeah, but it's what you do with it. And at the end of the right. day, you're the Cleveland Browns. And you, uh, you haven't proven anything. So there you go. Uh, we're going to look at the live chat for any last couple of questions, and then we're going to get ready to wrap everything up. Uh, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to answer Job Man's uh, uh, question because he, he, he asked it twice about since they got rid of Holton, did they sign uh, Deion Kane? Yeah. I mean, why not? He's not going to, it's not going to cost them a whole heck of a lot. I, I think they like his potential. I think we all like his potential. So, I think they're going to bring him back for sure. You know, I, I absolutely love the, uh, uh, I love the uh, idea of having Dion Kane, having him in there cheap, being a, uh, a big guy that uh, has a lot of potential. And I love what uh, Ben Roethlisberger could do with a guy like that. Um, Dave Schofield throws in this uh, and no way was I saying that you were going to cut him, but uh, I agree. He's uh, playing way better than his salary, and uh, but we've got uh, Dave means it when he's throwing in all caps on way. Um, <laughs> so if you're listening and not watching on on the live chat, you could uh, see that he did go all caps on me on one word. So uh, I agree. Um, well, and, and and plus, I mean, it, you know, it's unlike. Uh, he's practically a starter now with, with Hargrave gone. So, I mean, you're, you're awfully thin, you know, on your defensive line. If you, if you get rid of him and Hargrave is also leaves, which he's going to. Okay. Apparently I, uh, I uh, mentioned that it was Dennis who said a Somebody put a I thought it was you, Dennis earlier in the show. I do apologize. Um, 
I'm not sure what it was. I, I thought you typed in Alu earlier, so I will go ahead and apologize to you for that. Um, that's why I should not be looking at the uh, live chat there. Ace Rag says bugs will step up, and I definitely agree. I, I think that's a guy you look at stepping up and you keep Alu in there, and uh, you uh, you bring in you you bring in somebody in the draft. You bring in maybe uh, you know, a future guy that he, that he had. Um, looks like Browns did sign Jack Conklin that we talked about earlier. North Top is reporting that. Um, so with that, the Browns are uh, looking for that Super Bowl in March again. Like uh, they won last <laughs> year's Super Bowl. And, uh, and uh, Dennis is saying he got a Lulu confused with a Denny. No problem. Um, and then they're saying Mr. Electric Football is safe, and that's Pink Switzer, 9867X1, hut. Um, so uh, Mr. Electric Football, boy, I tell you what, that's a guy that'll fight you on Twitter. It's somebody uh, talked about him getting cut, and he went in and, and had an impassioned plea. Then I tried to get him on the show by saying, hey, yeah, let's talk about 2020. Come on our show on BTSC, and he completely ignored me. So... Uh, <laughs> I, hey, Ryan, I would have given you, I would have given you a whole forum with all of us here and, uh, we would have been pretty cool to you too. So, uh, that's it. You would not been bombarded whatsoever. Um, I would have, I would have been like Chris Farley, uh, you know, the, uh, remember that time you caught that <laughs> ball? That was so awesome. I would have been, I would have been, I would have been awestruck. <laughs> come on ryan come on come on our show next week yeah the, the invitation's out i mean come on you don't want to go on uh you don't want to go on the stat geek it's a great show but they have guests all the time you want to come on the q a with in the unorthodox show that is bad and tone deaf as as we do that you don't want to you don't want to go on with uh jeff and lance Switzer, so Switz, we've got you. We've got your back here. Come on. <laughs> you know what? You'd be fine to be on any of those shows. Fantastic shows. Um, big shout out to uh um Jeff Hartman, also uh, you know, Lance, who does those shows. Lance did the trifecta this weekend doing uh three over the weekend. Of course, uh Dave and Big Bros go, they do great stuff here. But uh we my goal is to get a stealer in some kind of form. A on this show i don't care uh i don't care if it's an unrestricted uh excuse me an undrafted free agent that no one's heard of we're one of these days we are getting a stealer on here so there you go Javman says um well, well since jeff's no longer on the show he doesn't have to rip on the sport of lacrosse and he'd say he'd love to see the steelers land Njoku. i tell you what david Njoku could be available now i mean he could be a cheaper option as well um, but the Browns would never let them go to the Steelers. Um, with that, it was a busy day. I will tell you more things are coming. It's happening. We're going to find out about Filer, Finney, Hilton. We're going to find out where everything is going to go, and we're going to try to put everything into place. But uh, the only place to to check it out is here because when it happens, Jeff and Dave are on top of it. It is going on the website behind the right away. 
So, uh, you know, for breaking news, it's there for commentary and fun and, uh, musings and, uh, speculation and everything. It is going to be on there. So, uh, new, new, our, uh, new articles are posting, you know, 10 times a day, if not even more at this time. Um, a lot of talented writers on there, um, with me being at the bottom of that totem pole, but I have no problem saying that because that's how good they are. No, seriously, they are that good. You could always read the musings of Tony Defio as well. I thank you all for uh, taking the time to hang out with us today. And uh, we will uh, be back with you next week to answer questions. Tony, do you have any last thoughts before we get ahead and wrap this up? Well, I just want to answer Michael O'Malley's question. He, he asked, you know, what, do I, what are my thoughts on salary cap versus needs? Well, the salary cap, they're up against the cap as always. And they still, like Jeff said, they have a lot, a lot of work to do to get under the cap again. So I think as far as free agency with their needs, it's going to be, like Jeff said, second, third, maybe fourth wave type players. That's that's the reality of this year. But you, you could find some bargains in, in that uh, by doing it that way. Well, we do have to throw this in because we just got a live chat and we don't want to uh, – we we don't want to uh, go ahead and miss out on this. Thanks, uh, Paul Bollock, uh, 199. So who's going to replace Ramon Foster? You know, I think at this point, you're look, you got to wait for those dominoes to fall to see what happens with Filer and Finney. If fin Finney is re-signed, it's going to be Finney. If it's Filer is re-signed, he moves over, and you look at a guy like uh, Chooks or Banner, Zach Banner, in that that spot because you have a guy that's versatile like matt filer to from bloomsburg to go ahead and move over paul so that could be a possibility um dennis sheridan says you all say stay safe shelter in place until otas hey you know i have no problem with that because the whole thing is uh we need to be safe and we all need to keep our uh, BTSC family here intact. So uh, hit like, tell a friend like Michael Malley says, and he always says that. So I do appreciate you. Um, appreciate all of you that take the time. Thanks for coming in. It was a live show. It feels really good. And as we get ready to uh, go into the rest of this week, more dominoes are going to fall. So you keep it right here. So, to quote the great Roddy Rowdy Piper, just when you think you've got all the answers, Tony. We keep changing the questions. See you guys next week. Later, guys. Thank you so much.